Welcome to the Taproom Exclusive. I am your host, Dean Zarbal. Today's show is sponsored by House of Helga. Are you a brewery looking for some vibrant, stunning artwork to slap on that freshly bottled or canned beer? Or maybe you're starting a brewery and need help coming up with a logo. If so, contact House of Helga for all your design needs. They've worked with Masthead, Streetside, and yours truly here at the Taproom Exclusive. You can check out Kyla's entire portfolio of incredible work at houseohelga.com. On today's show, I chat with Fathead's Brewery's Danny Young about their holiday beers, Holly Jolly and Pimp My Sleigh. But first, a taste of what's going on in the craft beer world with this week's Tasting Glass, brought to you by Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News. Last week marked the end of an era. Colorado's new Belgian brewing company, who in 2018 was ranked fourth in the Brewers Association's top 50 craft breweries in the United States, was bought out by a subsidiary of Kieran Holdings Company. The deal is still pending approvals by regulators and New Belgium's employee stock ownership plan, but it is expected to close by the end of the year. The industry is changing before our eyes, and it'll be interesting to see what the craft brewing landscape looks like come this time next year. Weigh in on this story on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash exclusive. According to our friends at Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News, Boardman, Ohio, home to one of the best bottle shops in Ohio in vintage estate wine and beer, is finally getting its own brewery. Steel Valley Brewworks will open in Southern Park Mall, according to Sarah Mercer from WKBN 27 in Youngstown, Ohio. Read all the details in Sarah's article on WKBN.com. Mark Fisher of WHIO.com is reporting that Lock 27 Brewing Company is looking to expand for the second time. The Centerville Brewery opened a larger Dayton location recently and is preparing to bolster their distribution by building a corporate headquarters. For more information on this story, check out WHIO.com. This year, Black Frog Brewery in Holland, Ohio is sponsoring a family for Thanksgiving and Christmas. The father of the family they are sponsoring lost his leg in a workplace accident. For Thanksgiving, please consider donating gift cards from Meyer, Kroger, Walmart, Cracker Barrel, Bob Evans, and Boston Market so that the family can enjoy a good Thanksgiving dinner. The children love ravioli and Kraft mac and cheese. You can also get laundry detergent along with high-protein dog food donations for the family's three dogs, and that would also be appreciated. Black Frog will also have a Christmas tree set up at the brewery, and you are invited to stop by the brewery to pick a name and an item to purchase for the children for Christmas. Those items are also listed on the December flyer on the Black Frog Brewery's Facebook page. Please help Black Frog Brewery help a family in need this holiday season. And that's all for this week's Tasting Glass. My interview with downtown Danny Young from Fathead's Brewery in Middleburg Heights, Ohio is up next. Welcome back to the Taproom Exclusive. I'm Dean Zarbaugh. I'm here at Fathead's Brewery in Middleburg Heights with Danny Young. We are now into the seasonal. Uh, you guys put out two, which is nice, mm-hmm. uh, around this time of year. You got Holly Jolly, which yep. is a traditional, quote-unquote, traditional yeah. Christmas ale. It's an American uh, Christmas ale. American sale. Christmas yeah. ale. And a uh, and you guys do Pimp My Sleigh, which is a Belgian dark, uh, Belgian strong ale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Obviously, Holly Jolly, we know where the name comes from. Yeah. Uh, where did Pimp My Sleigh come from? Uh, Pimp, I, I asked her around. Nobody seen, nobody could it really give me a yeah, That's so, so funny. I'm pretty sure it was just Matt and then uh, our uh, one of the founders, uh, the, the owner who opened up Fatheads on the south side in Pittsburgh. His name's Glenn, Glenn Benigny. Um, I'm sure just one day Matt and him were, uh, were sitting around doing nothing and uh, wanting to make this beer. 
and uh, was trying to come up for a name for it and i'm sure it just popped into one of the heads yeah. and stuck yeah it's pretty it, funny it, that's that's got that's got to be the fun part is just the naming of everything oh it's gosh just, yeah i've been trying to come up with stuff and it's like it's it's ridiculous sometimes you're like it might work and yeah then when you the opportunity comes up you're like oh no it won't work especially all. now like some of the names that you hear are just absolutely ridiculous they're just, crazy there's so many like movie quotes yeah and, right and stuff <laughs> it's like or just a lot of them just seems like i found not, there's nonsense. a brewery i don't I, they have to be in pennsylvania i would mm-hmm. i would hope they are they're just doing like it's always sunny beers oh really like they have uh that's hilarious uh, uh, like rum ham or something they, like that there's one yeah. that's called <laughs> rum ham they did one that's acquiring mass uh, from when Mac was getting fat, <laughs> like the, I'll I'm acquiring the, mass. I'm acquiring <laughs> mass. I have to find the picture because it's him. Yeah, like the fat, like the with the A shirt with the yeah, white beater, yeah, yeah. and it, like behind him, it's like a it's done as like a church glass okay. stained window. Oh, that's so funny! So he's like <laughs> it's, in, it's in so case, funny. and that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, naming just, naming some of the beers, they are, it's fun. It yeah. can be great. Uh, and so, talk a little bit about the differences about how, the differences between Holly Jolly. And uh, and pit my sleigh. What? How? How do those two differentiate yourself? Because you don't see a lot of breweries put out two different right. styles and distinct styles some of like them, that. But no, not too many do. Normal or uh, a lot of the times, people will stick with the one, the one seasonal, and that being the uh, the the more American. Um, Americanized Christmas ale. So mm-hmm. it's an ale. It's a it's a sweeter malt. Um, and then with that, there's a lot of a uh, lot of adjuncts that. Are put onto it, all of which we actually uh, buy fresh and grind in house before oh, wow. we get them into the beer. Yeah, so uh, we have a big cooler. Um, I mentioned, I think, in episode one, how big the facility was seventy five thousand square feet. Our cooler itself is ten thousand of that. <laughs> so that's where we keep all of our hops and uh, all of our raw ingredients. Um, so in Holly Jolly, we have cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg. Like I said, all of which are ground in the cooler before we put them directly wow. into the beer. So those are some of the those are some of the things that you're going to get out of. Uh, out of Holly Jolly, I think cinnamon leads a little bit without being too abrasive or overly spiced. Um, it, it, it's definitely ushers the beer um, uh, to being a uh, to being more crisp, uh, more so than the ginger, the nutmeg does. The ginger is definitely prominent in last year's, which I liked. I think we stepped it up a little bit on the ginger, and it was great. Um, where as opposed to um, Pit My Sleigh, the base beer itself is different. So you mentioned it; it's a uh, it's a Belgian strong ale, Belgian dark ale. Um, it's a bigger boy. It comes in at uh, just over nine percent, uh, or at nine percent. And this one, you're gonna get similar. It has a similar phenolic profile to it with the spices, um, but also you're gonna get the Belgians gonna come through and try it on it. So you're gonna get, you know, a little bit of that, a uh, little bit of that Belgian spice, um, and you're also gonna get a, a lot of the uh, your darker fruits too, mm-hmm. like your figs and your dates, um, maybe some plums in there. Um, so yeah, they're two they're two different beers, but subsequently they both fit the bill for the seasonal and for the time of the year. You were mentioning like like Holly Jolly's sort of that Americanized version yeah. of of a Christmas ale. Would would Pimp My Sleigh be more of a quote unquote traditional? Style? I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't think that I could speak to it as knowingly, but if I had to imagine or from what I've talked with you know my colleagues with over that yes, it is. Um, certain spices and things that are in beer now weren't always in beer obviously that's right. but that's development um so the pit my sleigh being what it is and the base beer being a uh, being a, a belgian strong ale with you know some additives into it some some enhancements on right. it uh that fit the bill of christmas um yes i'd say it's much more traditional um 
just especially the style in itself. You know, a Belgian style is much more traditional than that of an American ale with you know adjuncts on it. Um, so I would, I would, yeah, absolutely. Pit my sleigh is a, it's a more traditional time honored, um, and I, um, I prefer that. You know, the Belgian mm. styles, especially in the Christmas uh, era or in the Christmas time. Um, Holly Jolly is my favorite Christmas ale. Obviously, I'm a yeah. little biased. Um, I'll, I'll drink a, go through a few of those every yeah. every Christmas. But there's uh, there's nothing like sitting down, um, especially at my father's house. We have a wood burning stove in the living room, and sitting in front of that with a with a pit my sleigh is it's ma- something of magic for sure. It warms you up. It, it gives does, you that nice yeah. warm feeling inside. It, it is. It's got it's got the booze backbone on it, and uh, yeah, definitely. It's it's one of my favorites just because it's it's different than a lot of what everybody else is putting out mm-hmm. in that, in that category. And don't get me wrong. I like, I liked my spice, my right. spice days. Oh yeah, for sure. I, especially at that time of I year. I love Holly. Yard. Um, and yeah, oh, me too. And so I, nothing against them. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it, what's weird for me is I, it took me a little while to gravitate towards that category. Okay. Like when I first tried pimp, it, it, it's not, obviously it's not a badly made beer. No, it's right. just, it didn't strike my Belgian. palate. Right. And mm-hmm. so I was educating my palate. Yeah. And that was what I had to do is I took it and I was like, okay, I get I get the some of the stuff and I like some mm-hmm. of this. I get some like clove, a little bit of clove mm-hmm. and stuff in there, that Belgian. And I'm like, I like some of the stuff. And I just kind of had to take it a little bit at a time. Yeah, definitely. I, I think a- there's that sort of connotation where people take a beer and maybe they don't like it. And then you just automatically say it's Stamp a badly it. made right. beer yep. and blah, blah, blah. And I think that. People need to take and take a step back and right. say, "Well, is it a very well made yeah, beer, right. or do you just not like it?" And so I, that that was my thing. But I, you know, it's evolved so much, and now I have usually a cases or so a year. Yeah, around. definitely. Me too. It's definitely one to. Uh, I, I know every year I'll grab, I'll buy a, a four pack of Pit My Sleigh, and I'll keep it in my fridge or in my cellar. And I'll have one every three months to see how that beer develops. Oh, nice. on it's really interesting to see the complexity and depth of that beer. It's beautifully made. What's the longest you've ever aged yours? Um, Personal, obviously not. So I drank one. I probably thirteen months. Oh wow! Yeah, so I think I bought it early December and then had it at um, New Year's Eve. Oh okay. Next year. So nice. Yeah, just over a year. Wow, it's how, beautiful. How would it? It that does. Change it changes. It? it changes completely. It's indescribable, really. Um, and it it will be from batch to batch how a beer develops. Um, obviously, you need you need to store it properly. You need to have um, you know proper temperature on it and light exposure, especially um, if it's gonna be in a be in the bottle like it is. Uh, you got to take care of the beer in order to get it to that thirteen months and right. uh, tasting good. But it, it's it's interesting. All those all those. Um, all those aspects of the beer that we've been talking about, they marry together. Um, it's 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 crazy. You have to do it for yourself. I'm gonna have to do that yeah, this definitely. year. It, the problem it's with awesome. me it's is really cool. uh, is patience. Okay, yeah, I was the same <laughs> way. That's why I recommend putting it uh, in a cellar. Maybe yeah. if your cellar's in your basement or in your uh, I'll cool closet. I'll have to go closet. keep it at my parents' house. Yeah, and keep I'm it away. I, it will, it'll be out of sight, out of mind. I kind just of thing. I looked at the the date that was on the neck, the all where all of our bottles are dated at. And uh, I went on my calendar, and then every three months from there, I set an alarm. So it's mm. I would get a ping on my phone and be like, "Oh, it's time to have a pit my sleigh," which is cool because That's then idea. I, I, at that rhythm and at that pace, I could really see how the beard developed yeah. over time, and it's beautiful. I've never been that kind of a mad scientist about eight, about yeah. drinking beer. I haven't like really, that. Like, I haven't I'm really have either. A, a thing in my phone. I'm gonna have. Right. I'm gonna remind myself. Yeah, every yeah. Three months. I wasn't either, but I was talking to Mike here, Iron Mike, uh, one of our oldest standing employees. He's an absolute rock star. Um, he works over on our packaging line and 
dude is just a hard worker. I've never seen someone with the same work ethic as him. And he was him and I just got to talking about it. I think it was two years ago um, about how he buys a case. Buys a case of it every year or hoards at least a half a case of it every year just to see how it develops from a year, you know, from a year on and see how the beer develops on different stages. And just listen to him talk about it. I was like, the the very least I can do is uh, lay a four pack down. Right. Absolutely. So uh, they're they're released roughly around the same time, but not exactly at the same time. Holly Jolly comes first. first. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when when is that expected to drop this year? To be safe, I want to say the first week of November. Okay. So I know uh, we're scheduled for the 28th of October, the end of this month here, but things don't always go according to plan, um, especially when it comes to beer. So uh, definitely by within those two weeks, though, you should start yeah. seeing some Holly Jolly pop up on the shelves, and then um, Pit My Slate comes out three to four weeks after that. Much closer, actually, to the holidays. Yep. Which is yeah. nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Nothing against. It. I get it. No, I get what the. I get the. With these seasonals, I get they're coming out earlier and earlier. Yeah, but you got to make sure that they're out of market by the end of 100%, it. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know, you and that's what that's where life. people don't understand is that by the time like like with like right now as we're talking, we're mm-hmm. in October. Yep. Oktoberfests are flying right now. Right. Obviously, they're already out of tanks. They're already out of yep. production. And you try to explain that to somebody, they're like, but it's October 6th. Yeah, the goal is to make sure that they don't have any left. Right. Because as soon as October 31st hits or November 1st. Right. It's done. Nobody Christmas. wants it. Everybody wants something else. And yep. what's next? And that you can't you can't throw away beer. It is. It's a it's a it's a, it's a precarious game for sure. And it's a fine line. You got to walk is. it. Yeah. You don't want to be too too early, but also you don't want to you don't want to get left behind. So. Right. Absolutely. Uh, one of my uh, well, if if somebody's coming in at <clears throat> at uh, Christmas time, yeah. festive uh, holidays, uh, and sitting down here at the bar drinking uh, either a Holly Jolly or a Pimp mm-hmm. My Sleigh. What out of those two beers? What pairs well both, with both of those? Oh, um, with especially here in the holidays, I know we have a lot of we have a lot of seasonal or a seasonal menu that comes out food wise, and they are tailored to the season. So definitely take a peek at those. Both of them will pair. <coughs> excuse me. Both of them will pair um, similarly, I think, mm-hmm. with a lot of food, but very differently as well. Obviously, um, a Belgian beer will pair differently um, than with a uh, with an American ale. Um, definitely with. Pit my sleigh, your heartier meals, uh, your typical Christmas dinners, things that you'd be thinking of, you know, right. a, a roast ham or a roast beast or something like that. Rum ham, um, rum ham yeah. Your holiday rum ham. Definitely crack open a pit my sleigh with that. Uh, it, it, it'll just, it'll complement it beautifully. And then uh, same could be said for your, you know, your holly jolly. It'll, it'll with the, with the spices that are in it and the other ingredients, that cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, like I said, um, that pairs, that bodes well with damn near everything that comes out around you know thanksgiving christmas time stuffing with uh holly jolly Mm. match made in heaven oh yeah Yeah. uh one of my favorite segments to do here on the show is called between two hops okay uh it's just a question and answer session like uh the end of inside the actor studio yeah i'm not gonna do zach alfanakis (laughs) style questions right please Uh, don't i've thought about doing that but i think that would ruin my reputation (laughs) i don't think people would be wanting to do the show if i'm just sitting here like zinging at them if you haven't seen the movie go watch the movie i did watch it it was great uh, so getting started here, what is your favorite style of beer to drink? Ooh, I think I'm a seasonal drinker, not like the seasonal dependent upon like, well, it's, it's, uh, it's October. So it's yeah. time to drink pumpkin beer, but more of, I, I, I guess I should say a temperature based okay. drinker. Gotcha. So in their summertime, I definitely like, uh, a nice Chris IPA or mm. a Pilsner. I yep. love a good German Czech Pilsner, um, especially when it's hot at, hot out i don't think there's anything more thirst quenching than that Uh, but also like sunshine daydream i drink the hell out of sunshine (laughs) daydream and 15 packs 15 packs 
20 bucks. Yeah. 4.9%. That's cruiser. Even up until now, I've been, I, I still drink a lot of, uh, a lot of sunshine because it's football season. Yeah, I want to sit down. I want to watch games throughout the day on Saturday and then even into Sunday uh, for the NFL, and uh, I can have a couple of those. So Absolutely. I definitely like uh, IPA. has been an IPA drinker for a long time, but have more recently with a couple of my friend groups that I'm in now, a couple of the beer guys that I've been hanging out with, they've been showing me Pilsners and stuff over the last you know two years or whatever nice. and what different simplistic beers can do even though they're simple they can be very very complex and deep. absolutely so, dabbling into those and then when it gets colder out i'm a big stout guy like nice. stouts nice dry stout nice irish stout um barrel aid stuff yeah uh, it's especially when you know you get into the the dark dark times in yep. january and february yep. where it's where it's real cold and nothing hits the spot like a uh, a nice barrel aged beer so absolutely um Definitely of those two styles, probably I'd probably drink hops the most. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, on the opposite end, what would you say your least favorite style is? Interesting. Not that it's anything wrong right. or anything like that, but just something that isn't striking to your palate. Some sours, okay, uh, can be a bit off-putting. Those that gain uh, like a severe degree of uh, almost vinegar. Yeah. On them, uh, I call them cheek turners. Yeah. The ones yeah. I got make you turn your cheeks a little bit, like your. Uh, eating a piece of sour candy or something like that. Some of those can just, they don't do so good with the old gut with right. old Danny. So um, some of those are kind of off-putting I to me. That. And then you kind of talked about it earlier, Belgian styles. I was never super into Belgian styles. I mean, when I first started dabbling in craft beer, you put a, a double or a triple in front of me and it, it just wasn't, didn't yeah. float my boat. Um, I've since, just like you, you know, you grow, your palate develops and grows with you. And uh, um, I definitely drink more Belgians. But um, yeah, I think some of those, those, pretty steep sours um i can i i don't gravitate towards yeah absolutely mm-hmm. uh what profession other than your own would you like to attempt oh like to attempt i don't know maybe if i wasn't doing this and i had to do something else, or would like to do something else definitely definitely something with food i'm a big food okay. guy um I, I i have a very small food instagram now it's only got less than like 200 followers but uh I like taking. I don't want to be that guy on Instagram that all he does is post pictures yeah. uh, on his personal account. I, I feel account. that way when I'm doing yeah, that right. with beer. Yeah, for, right. For well, that's different because um, you have the show. I, I just run that small outlet. But I think like RIP shout out Anthony Bourdain. I think that would be a dream job just to travel and do all that or even something That's what with I want food. to turn this show into. Yeah, right. <laughs> you traveling? That'd be awesome. Traveling, do talk beer and food about uh, right. the culture and like do sort yeah. of like uh, parts unknown of. That'd be crazy. Uh, but with beer. Wander, yeah. I my mom actually, air, but oh well. <laughs> take it from my mom actually asked me this question the uh, the other day. I was having dinner with her, and uh, I told her the ultimate dream would be I like Japanese food a lot, definitely, okay. and I think ramen is one of my favorite foods. So the dream would be to quit it all and run out to Japan and learn to work at a ramen shop and learn nice. those ways for you know two three years and then bring it back buy up a stall at the west side market revert it oh, to a pull-up ramen shop wouldn't that be awesome that would be so cool in the if, middle of the market and, and that would be the perfect place ten for it. stools me and maybe somebody else behind the bar just three different styles of ramen i think that'd be cool that would be awesome yeah. <laughs> on the opposite end of this what profession would you not like to attempt oh uh well i've worked for different companies before intern with them when I was coming up and they're great experiences all every single internship that I had um but one in particular I won't say any names because uh they were amazing to me and like I said I learned a lot and it was highly competitive um but anything it was in it was in marketing which is still I still am in marketing um but it was um 
it was basically a job that you had to sit at a desk. Yeah. Okay. Ten hours a day. Not fun. I, I really enjoy people. Uh, I really enjoy you know the autonomy over my days and being able to dictate where I go and what I get to do and what mm. I who I get to talk to and who I get to work with um, and strategize with about beer and with that I'm up and I'm driving and I'm walking and speaking to you know fifteen to twenty different people a day. Um, and when I was sitting at a desk, I was just going crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. it's not fun. No. <laughs> um, what is the most interesting trend that you saw in 2019? Now that we're at the end, yeah, of the year. right. I was. I've been doing 2018. Yeah, but yeah Now yeah. we're at the end of the year. We got to do 2019. Um, I know. I'm sure it's been talked about before. It might even be from 18 with the glitter. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Also, just some of the weirder stuff that came from out of state into town. Oh uh, yeah. There was an eggnog IPA. I didn't see that yeah, one. It's from Evil Twin, I think. Oh, they, maybe I they did, did see they that. They do one. weird stuff. That's yeah, the other right. known for um, that. Some of it's good. Some of it. Uh, I didn't even. I didn't even try it. Yeah. Uh, I just think some that, of those. That's, some of those, that's not a flavor profile I wanted. Yeah, that and then just some of the crazy uh, milk sugar IPAs. Yeah. Some of the crazy lactoed out ones. Um, they. Do, I mean, they have their place. Beer is beer. Beer is absolutely. A, you know, beer is a. If we uh, all like the same thing. They're yeah, really one beer. It's an extension of the brewer, and you know, their their own whether. It's something that they've been working at for a long time or something that they wanted to try or something they thought was fun, so they right. do it. Um, them and then I think also crazy in 2019, and even, yeah, that's becoming prominent, or like your, your overly fruited beers, yeah. your puree. Right. Uh, puree boys, as some of them <laughs> unaffectionately call them. Um, I, th- I think they, they definitely have their pace. You know, we have, we have a brewery in, uh, in Ohio that does exceptional fruit beers. Um, in that style, a little yeah. more viscous uh, urban artifact. Shout right. out those guys. They make that stuff is awesome. I knew awesome. exactly who you're yeah, talking right. about. You yeah. didn't have to say. Yeah, I those, exactly. guys, those guys are great. And then there's, I mean, there's just hype breweries all over the place that uh, people are are uh, clamoring at to get, uh, chopping at the bit to get. And uh, yeah, like I said, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's an interesting trend. Um, who am I to say the limitations of beer? Right. Um, I'm just, I'm just a, a consumer as anybody else is. Um, and I think that, I think it's cool. I mean, like I said. The beer is the extension of the brewer and what he's feeling, maybe what he's not feeling. And um, I'm down with it all, really. Absolutely. If you could send a message to yourself 10 years ago, what would you tell the younger you? Oh, boy. Yeah, we get deep at the end. Yeah, we do. Jeez. 10 years ago. So I would be just out, just outside of high school or just, yeah, my last year of high school. Um, I would tell myself to... Relax. That's a good one. Relax, dude. I, I had need, I, I had this I had this uh I had this notion about you know, I was going away from school <clears throat> and all that and uh I put too much of a a timeline on myself, I think. Okay. By X amount of time out of high school I wanted to have certain things accomplished and what maybe would accomplish those things and it wasn't to the degree that I would hope they would be or if I didn't accomplish them at all it would be disheartening and I'd get down on my down on myself and just overly constructive right um I'm I when I'm really same thing. when really I just I went through my time uh in college and graduated and um went right from there to working with Fathead so had I known 10 years ago that all that tribulations and trials and what have you uh would have ultimately equaled me landing essentially a dream job for me and working yeah. with just an absolutely unbelievable company, unbelievable brewery that has unbelievable people on staff making the quality of beer that we do. I want to told myself to relax. It's going to yeah. be all right. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Danny, anything else you want to get out about Fatheads uh, before we head out? Yeah, just come out and see us here at uh, Middlebrook Heights. I touched on it in an earlier episode, but we're open every day for uh, for lunch starting at 11 a.m. We'd love to see you guys. Uh, just like in Canton and North Olmstead, we have our pilot brew system here, which gives us the ability. That's the playground. Yeah. Gives us the ability to have a bunch of fun beers on tap for you to try, a bunch of specials and a bunch of events. So you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. And thank you. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, no man. problem. Thank you for having me. And uh, tune in uh, next time for another all-new episode of the Taproom Exclusive.